Somebody getting the ball, making a tackle, sacking the quarterback, some pro making a play. Look at him go. Stiff arms. He's a sledgehammer. He's in. Touchdown, Tennessee. And welcome back into Two Tone Brews, an unaffiliated Tennessee Titans podcast. And we have a surprising victory pod here for you today. My name is Brucker. I am joined by Chris. Hello, Chris. How you doing? Dude, I'm awesome. How, I mean, how much better could you be after a crazy win like that? Man, primetime, rookie quarterback, vintage Rabel, all sorts of shenanigans that you know we'll, we'll get into. But uh, what a we were pretty down last pod. You know, I think like we talked, we talked a total of two to three minutes about the the Dolphins game because I thought it was going to be an automatic L. Dude, I don't even know. We weren't even like down about it. We were outright dismissive of the fact that this game even like we even had a chance in hell to to compete. And uh, yeah, we are uh, we're eating our shoes or our, our words, I guess. Whatever eating our shoes is that the word? <laughs> I don't know how it goes. I don't know. I mean, I know a lot, of, a lot of people bet, you know, I'll eat my hat if we do something, but I don't yeah, know. Maybe that's where I was going with that. Whatever. Fuck it. We 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 fucked up, guys. You know, I fucked up the same. We fucked up the pod last time. Whatever. <laughs> I'll fuck up this one, too. Not to like continue on with the eating of garments, but like, were you trying to do like a Simpsons reference? Like eat my shorts? I, OK, no, I think I meant like eat my words and then shoes oh. came out instead. <laughs> OK, anyways, uh <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about me. I'm just losing my mind. We are professionals. Before we get into the full game recap and just how static we are about the win, do you want to recognize the tragic passing of Titans legend Frank Wycheck uh, passing away over the weekend uh, at his home in Chattanooga at the young age of 52? It is sad and unfortunate, and I know that he dealt with all sorts of chronic issues from you know playing in the league and everything um my sister was friends with his daughter at, at one point and you know i heard you know he was always kind of suffering from from pains and aches and stuff like that but uh it is, it is truly uh tragic for su- su- such a titan of the game to you know pass so early yeah, no, it's um it was sad news. I mean, Frank Wycheck is one of my all fi- all-time favorite Titans. I mean, obviously he was instrumental in the Music City Miracle, but he did so much more than that. He was just one of those um he was one of those lockdown guys. Like when you think of the early 2000s Titans, Wycheck's one of the first people that uh come to mind. And uh yeah, like you said, I know he was dealing with some stuff. I don't have any personal connection to him, but I remember he was the um he was a color commentator on Titans radio for a while. And, he, and that was a cited reason for him to step away. Uh, so I was extremely dis- distraught to hear about his untimely passing. That's very sad. Uh, but anyway, pour one out for, for Frank Wycheck. True yes. legend. Yes, absolutely. Definitely pour one out for him. And I loved seeing some of the, you know, like win it for Wycheck signs that I saw in the stands in Miami from the traveling titans fans that were that were there that was really awesome it was it was very um it almost felt like a disney movie a little bit you know s- something very sad uh happened and tragic and all the odds are, are against them and then they, they, they fucking pull off a miracle i mean i think one of my there's a lot of cool stats that came out of this game about like the first of something but i think one of my favorites is a team going into like the last three minutes of the game down by 14 points has never come back to win that in regulation. The previous record was O and 767. And now it's one and 767, which is awesome that we're the only ones that have done it so far. That I know it's such a hilarious stat. I feel I cannot help but feel like it's kind of cherry picked in a way. I don't know if that bothers you or not because we got we got the ball with like 330 left. Yeah. But 
<laughs> it's still impressive as shit. Yeah, you don't need to cherry pick stats to think about how fucking awesome that game, the any other game was. Yeah, and like the, the other caveat to that too, besides what you said with the timing, is that it's within regulation. You know, it's probably been like other instances of people being able to tie it and go to overtime and figure it out. But that's true. But here's the one thing that I have not heard anybody talk about is that we fucking took a timeout home with us. Can you believe that? Yeah, that's that is insane to me. I just just what a well managed game. I think from the Titans. I mean, like there were some flukes. I mean, the game definitely kind of got away from us. I mean, as we talked about, you know, it was it was a pretty close game the whole time, and then right there at the end, we gave up two back to back turnovers in our own territory. So yeah. it was it it, 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 it Will Levis also threw a pick six. It was not a clean game, but it was kind of like what we've talked about before about how Rabel is talking about, you know, players that have determination, players that have fight, players that still, you know, are in it and everything. And this will will Levis showed that, you know, he's not ready to roll over. He he wasn't ready to to fucking lose uh, just off of some mistakes and everything so it was awesome to see this team play with moxie and and just grit yeah and a a little peek behind the curtain from from how our our conversations go outside the pod i remember right before the meltdown happened you had called me to talk about some obscure titans oh yes Uh, (laughs) obscure titans trivia we were trying to figure it out as literally moments before the meltdown ensues and we go down 14 points and then i think we we did that conversation i was like i'm i'm probably gonna go to bed yep after this drive and you're like yeah well at least we had a a fun you know three and a half quarters yeah Yeah. i'm glad i stayed up to see what happened with that drive because i was like wired awake i couldn't i couldn't believe what i was watching (laughs) yes but no, you're right. Like it was such a, it was a weird game. It was the most Mike Vrabel game I've seen in a while, because they really just got down and dirty. You know, they forced the Dolphins, and I don't. We can talk about the Dolphins injuries and whatever they're crying about. But what happened was, is they got Mike Vrabel. They got put into a dogfight of a game, an absolute rock fight. And uh, they weren't fucking tough enough. And it turns out this team, no matter how bad they are, how unskilled we have in certain positional areas, they are tough as shit. And if you get down and dirty, like uh, you can back a Mike Vrabel team to to stay in the mix, even when things get ugly. I did not expect us to come back from that. I never in my life have no. I been as sure as that that we were going to lose a game. No. Yeah. I. Yeah, I mean, as as soon as we sealed the deal, like with the with with uh, stopping Tua on that fourth down, I I looked at my wife and I just said, a lot of people just lost a lot of money gambling on this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. The the bookmakers at uh, Caesars were just laughing. <laughs> yeah, man, and, and th- this was just great. I mean, I I thought I felt like it was a pretty good offensively called game from tim kelly it was good to see chig just not implode uh, in this game and d hop deandre hopkins holy shit man i mean just i know it goes without saying but just like what a fucking dog and i am stoked that we have him next year too and i i feel like the connection between him and levis is just so good and i'm just thrilled that he's going to be here next year too Dude, uh, he is the most valuable skill player on this team, and it's it's not even close because, like you said, his his connection with Levis is amazing, and how quickly it formed, and all of DeAndre Hopkins' good games this season have come with Will Levis uh, under center. Uh, so I'm sure he's stoked, and he's like clapping back at uh, at Chiefs fans on Twitter, and they're like. Oh, why wouldn't you sign for the Chiefs? We need wide receivers. And they're like, well, they didn't offer, bud. See ya. Tighten up. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I, I love that from him. And, you know, you're talking about how much, like, how quickly the 
chemistry between him and Levis has been. I also got to shout out Spears again because he was pretty instrumental in this game in this win too because he had he had a lot of good catches and including like one of those bombs on the sideline he that it did he did fumble it but like the helmet kind of like hit it and then it went out of bounds but that is i believe that was the the catch that got us in position to get our last touchdown i think and then seeing just seeing him and Spears got drafted together and at in the post game interview, seeing Spears just kind of like jump in his arms as he's, you know, talking to the reporter and everything. It was just, just awesome. I'm just loving, loving the two, the two rookies. Just, just have a bromance. It's great. Yeah. Those were good vibes. He actually outsnapped Derrick Henry in this game. So which is pretty cool. That That is, that is pretty cool. And I think, I don't know. I mean, we've talked about it a lot. I think the future is bright with Spears. I mean, he, he could catch the ball. He's very shifty. I like him a lot. I'm not saying I'm like ready to move on from this. Isn't a discussion about Henry right this second, but I do like Spears a lot, and I'm happy to see him get involved in the 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 passing game and everything. But for the um, you and I were just talking about this before we we hopped on to record. But the you know the in game hard knock seasons going on with the Dolphins and. I only watched the last like 10 minutes of it or so, but uh, I did hear a lot of rumblings about how like in the middle of the episode, like when they are pre gaming for the Titans, you know, like scheming and everything that they had a three motherfucker rule. And is that whenever Derrick Henry has the ball, uh, they want three motherfuckers on him. And (laughs) that was their game plan going, going into it (laughs) that I've heard so far. Well, you know, they did do pretty good on that front. They just they probably needed a, a three motherfucker rule for DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> he ate their fucking lunch money. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. But golly, I mean, I'm I'm trying to figure out, you know, where where to exactly start. I know, you know, we talked about the, the the relationships that are kind of building between the quarterback and the rest of the team and everything. I I do, I do want to go back to Vrabel a little bit because Kind of, like we, kind of like you said, this is like a, just like this was just like a classic Rabel game. This was vintage Rabel. I think you know, coaching up a really tough team to, to go up against like a very fast team, and the 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 decision to go for two points uh, after getting that second to last touchdown, uh, and you know everyone's saying like that's what the analytics say to do if you're wanting to go for the win in regulation. One, I love that Rabel is just not settling for points and he is wanting to go for the throat, even though like we don't necessarily gain anything out of like winning these games right now, besides just confidence in the team. You know, it's not like like I'm pretty sure playoffs are basically out of the picture for us, but I think it's cool to just see Rabel using analytics in a very smart way. Because, and I think that's that, that also shows kind of like the change of regime at general manager, because it was pretty wide known that Robinson, John Robinson was very much against using analytics and didn't even want to hire like an analytics department and all that stuff. And Rand Carthon has been kind of the opposite of that. I mean, not like only using analytics, but he has been eject, injecting analytics departments into into the Titans office and everything. So it's cool to see us evolving into the 21st century now with like kind of like this, we got a good quarterback that could throw, you know, kind of like the Tim Kelly pass, pass first offense. And now also using analytics with that too. Starting to see some of the fruits of that labor. Yeah. It was one of the most overt uses of analytics that we've seen out of the Titans. um, At least that I can think of. And um, I was honestly like, not expecting it because conventional wisdom, which is what this team has always gone off of, is to take the points, fight for overtime. As soon as Vrabel t- put two fingers in the air after the touchdown, I was like, oh, shit, this is kind of different. And it really like broke me out of that thinking, too, as be- we've been brainwashed as Titans fans for so long, just seeing like, you know, the old school way of doing things like, nah, dude, we we are turning a corner as a franchise and I hope we don't go like full send like the fucking chargers with going for it on every single fourth down, but like having a bit of thought 
and data to support some of these decisions is really cool. The the win percentage did increase marginally. I think it was a couple percent versus taking the field goal or the extra point field goal. But in reality, what that did was made the comeback attainable. Once you get the ball back, now you don't have to have as much tension. You know, once you finally get into the end zone, it's like, okay, cool, easy. We don't have to like fuck around and and hope to get a tie or whatever. You you set yourself up for either a tie or a win. There's really no if you make that two point conversion, it's only good outcomes, right? It's like a neutral right. or good outcome if you get that tie and touchdown. So I love it. I love it. I, I, the approach is amazing. I thought the play calls were perfect, uh, both around the the to get the touchdown to DeAndre Hopkins and then the uh, two point conversion. That's something we've been missing too. Let's talk about that for a second. It, it seems like every time we get a two point conversion, if it's not Derrick Henry throwing a jump pass, like what? Why the fuck are we even trying? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I did like seeing that it wasn't just relying on Henry just bulldozing through the 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 line, and that I mean I love that NWI was the one that was catching the 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 two point conversion. And I think I can't remember. It, yeah, it, it was this touchdown because I think Henry got the the go ahead touchdown, but like the yeah, it was this touchdown that. Levis had to scramble and do kind of like that no look throw to D hop was, was, was just sick. Dude, that throw was so fucking good. And if Josh Allen or Pat Mahomes makes that throw, the internet explodes. Will Levis did that shit. Like that's really impressive. Yes. I will say good morning football was fucking hyping up our boy. Will Levis though. They were, you know, they're, they're saying, you know, they were just hyping him up. They, they pulled up his biceps and everything on their monitors and we're looking at his veins. I'm not kidding that they, they did a whole segment on this. I saw it. Yeah. They <laughs> called it, they called his veins, the Lincoln tunnel or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think he actually won the uh, angry, angry run, run award for, for this week too. So for, um, for uh, trucking Jalen Ramsey. Yes. Oh my God. Thank you for bringing <laughs> that up because the fucking game, like the fucking just, head game that him and Ramsey were having all game. So I rewatched the the condensed version of the game before we hopped on here. And so he trucked him. Okay. And then there was that pass to Derrick Henry and Ramsey was on Henry and Ramsey left him to go double on D hop. It Levis saw that. And that's why he threw that. There's raindrop to, to Derrick Henry because Ramsey left him wide open. And then, Later on, or maybe it was before this, I can't remember, but uh, when they did that wildcat play with Henry on 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 the goal line and he got that touchdown and Levis was blocking Ramsey for it. And at the end of the play, I saw Ramsey give Will Levis like a good shove uh, mm. after after that play. So uh, there was there was definitely some some, some stuff going on be- between them, I think. And of course, Levis trucked him. That was so funny. So. Yeah, I guess the truck would have been immediately before the the touchdown. So that was that was a third down that Bradley Chubb had him around the head. Yes, and yes Levis, he got out of it. Yeah, he spun out of it and ran and trucked Jalen Ramsey. And then Bradley Chubb gives us the first down that allowed us to score a touchdown. So shout out Bradley Chubb. Even he had a great game otherwise. Um, thank he you, did, sir. Yeah. He Yeah, he was crushing it. But uh, that one, that one was good for us. Dude. Xavier Howard got absolutely torched in this game. I, it's I haven't seen him get beaten that bad in a long time. Yeah, that was pretty yeah. fun to watch because some of these throws to D Hop were just absolute fucking dimes. The the one handed catch uh, that he dropped in between like three people, or D Hop's like falling to his uh, back. He actually had Traylon Burks on one of those too, and Burks didn't catch it because he's not as good as D Hop. Yeah, but if if that was that throw that had gone to Burks where he uh, he dropped in on like the two yard line. If that was D hop, bro, we're in business. That's a 400 yard game. My God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And then there was also shit. What was I going to bring up? The you're talking about D hop. Will Levis. Oh, so Tyree kill. Here's another fun stat that came out of this game. Tyree kill has played seven games against the Titans and he has only won one of them. 
and he has was that, the, was that the AFC Championship? Yes, yes, it was. Okay, okay but he's only won one. I mean, that's yeah, he's only bad. won one. So, <laughs> <laughs> and he's he's he has lost. He has won zero in in the regular season against us. But so I think I think that's that's kind of like a fun stat too that came out of this is that Titans are seeing to dog whatever team Tyreek Hill is on. Yeah, honestly, so the first time I may have been the first time he played us was 2019 with the Chiefs, and that was another insane comeback. So he has been at the hands of two just batshit wild comeback games at the hands of the Titans. <laughs> he probably <Yep>. hates us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, golly. Um, but obviously, a lot of people have been talking about uh, Will Levis. He threw for 327 yards. He threw for the third most yards this week. Um, in the NFL, uh, one touchdown, one interception, uh, dude, dude was just fired up and I love how much, I love how late we just didn't see any quit in him. Like he threw a pick six, didn't phase him, came back in and just, just kept marching. I'm just stoked that we have this dude. And like, I feel like such, I guess I don't know if I feel like an idiot, but like, I keep thinking back to when we drafted him, you and I called each other and we're just like, what is happening? And yeah. it's good things, bro. It's good things. We got we got Skronsky, and then we got him. I mean, it's, 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 it's been good. All three, three, three first or the th- first three picks: Skronsky, Levis, Spears. Name a better trio, man. That's so great. <laughs> I I loved Will Levis's mental fortitude in this game, and you know you don't want to see like bad turnovers, like the horrendous pick six or the unforgivable fumble on the pitch. But what you do want to see and what he showed was that that shit did not ruin his game. Like he, he just immediately, he said, that's on me. I fucked up. Let's get out here and win this game. Let's get out here and compete because the real, really like successful players in general, quarterbacks in particular, the successful ones don't let that shit bother them. Like they they're mad for a minute. Like, how many times has Tom had Tom Brady thrown a, a pick or Peyton Manning thrown a pick, and they're over and they're fucking mad. They're cussing on the sidelines and they come right back out, and it's like it never happened. That's the shit you want to see, and and to see that from a rookie, he's not letting the game get to him. He's not letting Monday Night Football on the road against a really really good team. I mean, a team that was that held the number one seed going into this week. That you, that's the shit you want to see. So whatever happens the rest of the year, that's the shit that we need to see, and that we are finding out more and more every week about Will Levis that he has the tools, he has the mental ability to do this, and we just got to put the team around him and let him let him keep progressing. That's the most exciting thing in the world to me. Yeah, absolutely, and that's something that you and I were kind of talking about in the early parts of the season, I think when, I mean, not to bring back up a name I haven't heard in ages, but like Malik Willis, you know, we always kind of talked about, you know, the dude has, you know, crazy raw athletic ability, but he just doesn't seem to have it mentally like between the ears. And it's just great to see that we, we, that we got a guy that seems to keep like learning each week from, from mistakes and how to just better himself. I just love it. It, it. It's great. Stoked for the the Will Levis um, era. You know, if this keeps going, I hope that we just keep building around him. Yeah, dude. The body language difference between a Will Levis bad play and a Malik Willis bad play, like from them, is is really stark. If you if you ever see it, so Will Levis, he has a bad play. He looks mad. He goes over the sideline and he talks to he talks to uh, Tim Kelly, and then. Every time Malik Willis had a bad play, he would just like look up and watch it over again on the uh, on the big screen and just have anguish on his face. It was like they like Will Levis is like, well, we, we need a plan. Will Willis is like, well, how did that happen? And there's no thought of a plan. So that's that's a big uh, difference in how I think they approach the game. Which I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. I did want to take a moment to also talk about special teams because, you know, 
what was his name? It wasn't Frank, I don't think. Ackerman. I, I forget his. Craig. 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 I think I called him Frank Ackerman in the last episode. Craig Ackerman. Um, this was our first game with with him being not on the staff anymore. And, you know, it was awesome that we that we did get a that we blocked a fuel goal because that ended up being very crucial to the game with us winning one point, <laughs> yeah. uh, winning by one point. Um, however, then Eric Garer fucking up on the punt return and like touching the ball when he had no business really trying to field it. And I mean, I, I don't like seeing people get chewed out or anything, but it was kind of cathartic for them to, to, cut to the sidelines of him and Rabel talking and you could clearly see Rabel mouthing. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so um, I, th- I think, you know, Hey, we get, we, we fucking blocked a fuel goal. I don't think we've done, we haven't, I don't think we've done that all year. No, that was, that was really cool. That was Danico Autry with the block, by the way, he's still having a great season and that's just one more notch in the bedpost for him. Wow. Yeah, no, the, I don't know if you saw the the one of the press conferences. I can't remember if it was immediate post game or the next day uh, from Vrabel, and someone asked him about uh, Eric Gare's muffed punt, and they were like, "What do you I mean? Do you guys coach that you know you can catch catch a ball in the bounce like that?" And he goes, "Well, you know, we do coach them that they should catch the ball in the air or they can catch it on the bounce um, in certain situations. Certainly not in that situation." <laughs> That's great. It was a very variable answer. Just like, yeah, he can, but not right then. That was a bad one. Yeah, it's kind of both protecting the player, but also like, but we didn't tell him to fucking do that. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I didn't. I mean, <laughs> of course you didn't. Hey, you know what? Real tight game. I need you to go out there and just fucking maybe give it to him. And within the 10, for sure, if you can get it closer to the five, even better. We're trying to engineer a comeback here for the fans. <laughs> Right, exactly. <laughs> Trying to engineer it. It's in the script that we Wait have till to do phase this. two. Wait till phase two. Levis is literally going to throw the ball towards their end zone. It's going to be cool. <laughs> <laughs> Ready, oh my God. <laughs> so with the Eric, uh, with the Garer fumble, that's when I kind of just went, oh, fucking hell. And this is what made me think. This is when I called you because this made me go, oh, shit. This is just like that Nick Williams fucking go ahead touchdown drop that he had when Marcus Mariota was still on the team. I think it was like 2019 or 2018 when we played the bills in Buffalo and we we had the game. Like we would have won if Nick Williams just didn't drop the easiest pass I've ever seen thrown to somebody. And Literally I was like, wide open. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Eric Garrett just pulled like a Nick Williams here. He just lost his losses. The game and as you and I were FaceTiming is when the, the the mishap pitch happened and then they were then the dolphins recovered it and you and i just went well this fucking sucks <laughs> <laughs> yeah man what a what a roller coaster of emotion yeah because i i think i told you i was like they fucking made me believe i mean not like this i didn't want to believe i didn't i never expected <laughs> they fucking guy pulled me in <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, I was losing my ever-loving mind in in my living room, and just kind of you know with the whole upset and everything. I have no like ill will against the Dolphins or anything like that, really. For for, for the most part, I do but, fuck the Dolphins. <laughs> I fucking hate the Dolphins. Yeah, m- most of the state of Florida. Yeah, but. I loved just watching the the hard knocks like end like of them losing and then like them in the locker room like dude they were just fucking stunned at what happened and uh Mike McDaniels he's like trying to give like a pep talk about it and he's just he's just like trying his hardest to like, think of like something encouraging or whatever but uh yeah dude it was just it was awesome just seeing how shocked all that whole team was about just what just happened i fucking love it when we could do that to teams oh yes i mean the the salt mining is is really good too when something like that happens yep so the the comment sections on any video talking about the game or like the highlights video on youtube it is it is like 
50% people going like, wow, what a crazy game. Titans really showed out. And then the other people, the Dolphins fans, I presume, are like, oh, well, um, Tyree killed it and play for two quarters. And then our offensive line is really injured, guys. And then, like, I mean, Tua really, it wasn't his fault that they fumbled. I'm like, yeah, guess what? No one gives a fuck. Absolutely nobody gives a fuck. I'm sure the Dolphins don't even give a fuck, the team themselves, because guess what? They fucking lost. Doesn't matter what. Well, if we would have had our offensive line, it doesn't. If we had fucking Jerry Rice in his prime for every game, we'd be undefeated. Who gives a shit? It doesn't matter. Like, you shut the fuck up. No one cares. Everyone's injured. It's the NFL. Welcome. We're all here. We've been here. Our knees hurt. Let's go. Yeah, we were also missing Jeffrey Simmons, our best defensive player, too. So let's 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 not forget that. Oh, my God. But I think, too, I got sacked four times in this game. I mean, Harold Landry had three sacks. He actually got named defense. I think AFC defensive player of the week. So way to go, Landry. I'm I'm happy for like this. The second second half comeback for him. But about the salt mining. I too found myself on the Dolphins subreddit last night, just 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 scrolling through their post game thread, which is which was just mm, it was so delicious. <laughs> but uh, do you have a sweet morsel you can share? Like, what was your? <laughs> well, <laughs> the the thing that I loved, and this just goes back to just how awesome it was for Will Levis to just shine on prime time, especially after how. He had like a real opportunity to against the Steelers. Well, I think that was a Thursday night game, but uh, you know it, it just didn't go our way. He still had a good game though, and then but for this one, I saw so many comments about how Dolphins fans were just going, you know, "Tua's not it. He should have thrown two interceptions." And he, 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 Tua honestly did have a bad game watching it. Like he did not. There was a lot of passes that he just were not good at all, and. But I saw several people in the comment thread going, Tua definitely isn't it. Just look at the rookie quarterback that he was playing against in this game, and we would all rather have Levis. <laughs> no way. That is hilarious. And also a fucking burning hot take from a Dolphins fan. <laughs> yes. No, but I'm dead serious. I was seeing people saying he did not look good compared to a rookie quarterback in this game. No, I mean, he got outplayed. He also got sacked five times. Yo, he didn't look good. He looked shook. He looked shook for sure. That's so fucking funny. I love how people like. I'm sure if you go back two weeks and look up those accounts, they're like, "Oh, Tua, Tua to Tyreek, best combo in the league." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Tua, Tua for MVP. Yeah, yeah. It's is it Tua or is it Tyreek for MVP? Guess what? It ain't Tua. Everybody knows that. Strike yes. that one off the list. Yes, if anything, the case got bigger for Tyreek Hill for MVP last night, I think. But That's true. I mean, look, I'm not like a Tyreek Hill stand. I really don't like the guy that much because um, he's kind of a piece of shit. But he's so fucking good at football. Like He probably deserves to be the MVP. And in a season where there's no like standout quarterbacks, he is the standout player in the league right now. Yeah, he deserves it. And And the team looked absolutely fucking lost without him. Because here's the thing I realized when, like, literally rewatching the game, I I noticed this, like an epiphany, where when he is on the field, he is so good because Tua doesn't have to throw an accurate ball. He can just literally throw it to grass. And Tyreek will get there. And he will make a catch. And he will make Tua look amazing. No, I can't think of another receiver in the league that can do that not even like Debo Samuel who is fucking phenomenal not even DeAndre Hopkins in his prime he wasn't even doing that like that is such a rare talent to just be like uh I don't know no one's open I'm just gonna throw it to that general area over there and get a 50 yard play it's wild yeah I mean and, and so I was just like kind of like looking at the stats and I, I have the same sentiment as you is that it does feel like because like Tyreek Tyreek Hill, he's such like an anomaly to me for wide receivers. Because like I never think of him as like a like a finesse like a DeAndre Hopkins kind of like player or like you know any other like those bigger wide receivers. Where like like their whole thing is like they go out there and they could get contested passes. 
but like his thing is that like you know he's able to like find space and just 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 move to it very quickly yeah so it, it, it it's such like a unique thing so yeah so just looking at this jalen waddle had the most receiving yards for the dolphins last night with six receptions 79 yards deandre hopkins seven receptions 124 yards and a touchdown god damn big balling yes and again like I think there is some of DeAndre Hopkins passes that he got. He was in open space. He was like kind of schemed that way. But I mean, the, the two or three big ones that, that we think of, they were like contested passes that he had to go up and get. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's out there playing bully ball and he, he got under, he got under the skin of, of, uh, Ramsey and Howard. Like he was, he was really in their heads. You could tell mm-hmm yeah i god it's just so great man we're i, I just i feel like i'm on top of the world right now. i mean it, it was this might have been like our super bowl for us this year uh, <laughs> well kind of yeah i mean yeah i mean, I mean going to the super bowl I, i've been lapping up this win because of the endorphins that it released and here's the funny thing is that it, in, the, in the grand scheme of things for the Titans season it doesn't mean a whole lot uh but no one i don't give a shit about that I care about how it makes me feel. It makes me feel really good. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I totally get that. I know we didn't or could we couldn't afford any like weird gadget games or whatever or plays in this, but I would have loved to have seen Tannehill do one thing in this game just for him to get his revenge against the Dolphins. Uh whether it's just him holding a kick or just just him going out and just running a route at wide receiver. But like, I just, I would have loved to, that that would have been like the the ultimate cherry on top of this, just seeing Tannehill somehow be part of the, the, the the revenge tour for him. But uh, I'll, I'll sleep easy still. I'm okay with it. (laughs) Could you imagine Tannehill catching like a goal line fade in the back corner? Just, he he got the two point conversion. (laughs) (laughs) That would be sweet, sweet, sweet. (laughs) <laughs> for some reason he got the final sack on on tua you're <laughs> <laughs> like get out there ryan you know what to do <laughs> you yes. lanky fuck just <laughs> oh man that's what that's what ryan needs for like like the football he got he needs to he needs now like a defensive play because he's he's done obviously offense he did get two snaps at special teams a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago and we just need him to get a defensive snap and he gets like the, the egot for for football he, he's yeah. hit all three he'll get the triple crown for sure oh, damn okay that, that's that's my new wish list uh right now is for him just to get one snap on defense if we could get jeffrey simmons on offense we could get Tannehill on defense it's not out of the realm of possibility. We should just start writing letters, like physical snail mail letters, and flood St. <laughs> Thomas Sports Park. <laughs> Mike Vrabel cannot ignore that. He can ignore an email. <laughs> right. <laughs> he can ignore a Twitter notification. He cannot. If we if we give him enough, yeah, we can I, make I, it happen. We, we need to start this campaign. Uh, Tanny for defense. Uh. <laughs> so let's make a petition. Alrighty, well, links links in the show notes to the GoFundMe to get uh, Ryan Tannehill on, <laughs> on defense. <sighs> Alrighty, I feel like I'm kind of just like spinning my wheels here a little bit. Uh, is there was there anything else from, from from the game you wanted to talk about before we get into the second half of this conversation? Not off the top of my head. Let's uh, let's move on. Alrighty, well, we'll go ahead and take our little song break here. It is Chris's week to 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 pick the song. Uh, Chris, what, what song do you have for us? I picked uh, "Distant Past" by Everything Everything, uh, which is a really interesting band from England. And uh, this, I think, this song was like on a FIFA a long time ago. But the the whole album that this comes off of is like fifteen bangers in a row. It is very unique and the singer has a lot of range so yeah just just gotta check it out all righty well we will listen to uh distant past and we'll see you on the other side for our conversation about the upcoming game against the texans Drag my tongue across the sand So happy just to crawl across the land Soon I'll be the best around I'm gonna keep my plunder underground Hard flesh, cold against the rain Dust billowing around my brazen brain Saw off all my stinking limbs Blood dripping down my sunken monkey chin Baby can you leave it in the distant past Baby can you leave it in the distant past Distant past 
have such an eclectic taste for <laughs> of music. Like I, I literally never know what you're going to send me when, when you send me these clips. <laughs> Part of the fun of doing this for me is to just give you curveballs every time I can. It's been curveball after curveball after curveball. I mean, I <laughs> maybe I just don't Dinner have. Room. I could fully admit I don't have like the 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 broadest the knowledge of music or bands and artists. And but I think uh, I think like just, there's only been like two two bands that you've sent. I was like, oh yeah, I know them. So uh, it's been it's, it's been wild. Well, give yourself credit. You've given me some some ones that I definitely have never heard of. So. Yeah, uh, we just want to keep it fresh on on this show. Yeah, hundred percent. So uh, if uh, so, if people know links links in the show notes for that song and also our Spotify playlist, Two Tone Tunes, uh, which has every song that we have played so far in the um, in this podcast. Alrighty, so the Titans uh, are playing against the Houston Texans next. I'm trying to like get my schedule in order. So yeah, they play this Sunday, December seventeenth at home which is good for us this is our this will be will levis going up against the texans for the first time and bridges report we will be decked out in the oilers throwback fuck yes against the goddamn houston texans i'm so thrilled i have a i have a stat for you Hit me. Uh, i don't know if you've heard this one yet um but every time the titans wear the oilers throwbacks Will Levis throws at least four uh, touchdowns. Oh. And DeAndre Hopkins actually has uh, an average of three touchdowns in those games. That sounds like a lot of number crunching you had to do to to get those stats. Yeah, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I might get hired. <laughs> you, you, you <laughs> I'm an analyst. <laughs> Sin ran yes. my resume. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hire me i might get hired <laughs> anyways oh uh, jesus christ okay so yes titans playing at home wearing the oil throwbacks against the texans i uh with deandre hopkins too in the in the the unis against them which i fucking love as far as i know i know that cj stroud i think he was in concussion protocol and last i saw what I'm looking up now, as of three hours ago, he did not participate in practice today on Wednesday. I think with the concussion rules, man, it is a long, long shot that he will play. Mm. I, I, there's like part of me that like wants him to not like, like, like injury stuff aside, there's parts of me that wants him to play because if we do beat the Texans, I just really don't want to fucking hear, well, we didn't have our quarterback in, blah, 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 blah. All the um, same shit the Dolphins fans are whining about. Yeah, about Tyreek Hill. So I hope he plays. Well, one, I hope he's healthy. You know, I don't want anyone being hurt. But uh, I, I just want to see. Uh, I want to see. I just want to see how we do against them because you know we haven't seen CJ Stroud yet either. So and we're going to be. He's going to be. You know, somebody we're going to be facing twice a year for several seasons to come. So I'm curious to see how, how it all goes. But um, I. I don't know if I have many predictions for this game. I do have concerns just because we're coming from such a high and that teams normally are snake bitten a little bit from that. And then like, they kind of, they kind they're, they're still kind of like just riding that wave of positivity and don't come back down to earth in time for, for the game. So that's the only thing I'm a little worried about. I can. Yeah. I mean, I can understand it. I think a Mike Vrabel team is a little unique in the fact that he does not really tolerate that, you know, he, we had the huge game against the Falcons and what he told Levis, he had like six hours or something to enjoy it. I'm sure it was a similar story, maybe a little bit more time. Cause it's not a Thursday, uh, you know, Sunday to Thursday, um, but it's another short week. And I don't know. I think, I think I have concern that, you know, th- this is, a Texans team that is surprisingly resurgent. And if they do have Stroud, uh, I I think the Titans have a slim chance of winning uh, just because as good as the defense played against the Dolphins, I think they just had the perfect game plan and things kind of just broke the right way in terms of um, how the game unfolded. I don't know that you can rely on that kind of fortune again 
when you right. have Stroud. If you have a Stroud in there, this is all assuming Stroud plays. If you if he doesn't play, and Nico Collins is also out, Tank Dell out for the season with a broken leg, so he's gone. They really, really struggled with Davis Mills and having what is it Noah Noah Brown? Is that his name? That's their mm-hmm. top wide receiver. That's that's where I'm like, okay, now this is a trap game. Right. If the Titans expect to win, it's going to be against no Nico and no uh, CJ Stroud Texans, and that's when we fall flat on our face. Uh, I think if if we got everybody in and uh, we're we're feeling good, kind of thumb in their thumb in their eye with the the Oilers throwbacks, it could be a competitive game. Like we said weeks ago, I'm not expecting any wins from this team as a base. That doesn't mean they can't win. That doesn't mean I'm going to be happy when they win. I just don't think they will. But that really does come down to those two players, in my opinion. Um, I'm not sure how their defense is doing. Let's see. Their defense appears to be very healthy. So we will... um, (laughs) I'll be I'll be waiting with bated breath for the Thursday and Friday injury reports with Stroud. Yeah, uh, as of right now, I think Vegas is assuming that Stroud isn't playing because the spread is that the Titans are and as of Wednesday night, the Titans are entering the favorite at minus three and a half. Oh wow, it was minus two yesterday, so it's actually it's gone up. Yeah, it's moved more in our favor. That's very interesting. Yeah, so I think that maybe Vegas is expecting Stroud to sit this game out. Um, hmm. I'm sure they like, are. I, I think that's a smart assumption. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like you were saying, I'm not really expecting more wins from this team this year. It would be great if we did got got some more wins. But um, I'm I just don't know what to. I just honestly. I have no idea what to expect from this game. If Stroud doesn't play, kind of like you said, it could be like a trap game. But I, I think I think that we we should win that or will win that if Stroud does play. I think it's going to be a little bit more gritty in that. I, I hope that we don't get our first loss at home this season against the Texans while wearing the the throwbacks. So second loss. Oh yeah, that's right. Fuck. Who's who's the other one? Colts in overtime. Ah, oh, god damn it. Oh yeah. Anyways. Never mind. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I, I guess I guess what I'm saying is I don't know what to expect from this game. Titans are favorite. That's great. It does feel like a trap game, though. Yeah. So they're like the Titans are mathematically still playoff eligible, but do we have to win out? I assume I, there would be a significant number of things that have to happen. Like obviously Titans would have to win out and then the Jags and the Texans, I think would also have to lose two games out of last four or something like that, or three games. It's unlikely, but it would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> it, would, it, it would be hilarious because let's say we do win out. Cause you know, we have the Texans twice, the Seahawks and the Jags. I'm not saying it's possible, but or I mean, like I guess anything's possible. But like, if we do, it, the hilarious thing is that if we do win out and like win our last four games, that would put us at a at a winning record uh, for for the season. So and a three and three division record. Yeah, which is hilarious with just how abysmal the season started out. So I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, I'm still. It's, I'm still I mean, kind of, I'm still prioritizing not, Will Levis just developing and us getting good draft picks to build yes. around him because I would, I don't want to end the season nine and eight and picking at like fifteenth or whatever to still possibly not even make the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, well, I I, I don't care where we pick. It's it's more about blocks to me in the draft. It's like top three, middle back end uh, so if we're in the middle we're in the middle whatever it is it's such a it's such a, a gambling a practice in gambling millions of dollars the draft mm. so if if the difference is having a little bit more fun and picking 12th or 14th or like having a miserable fucking next few weeks and we get to pick eighth oh i'll, I'll take the first option thank you 
That's just me. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I know I it's an unpopular to, opinion, but I definitely want to. I definitely want to see. There's like keep having. You know. You know what, dude. You know, I'm thinking about how fucking happy I am after the Dolphins win. So yeah, I I've, I want to just ride this high and just just keep <laughs> keep chasing that for these next exactly. four games. We gotta chase the dragon, man. You come on. You gotta get that high again. Uh, I'm, I'm ready to get on uh, Will Levis's Lincoln Tunnel. Uh, that sounded not as gay in my head, but uh, that's <laughs> supremely question. <laughs> obviously, you do what you want, but you should tell your you should be honest with your wife about how you're feeling about Will Levis in his Lincoln Tunnel. That's all. I just, um, you know, married man to married man. I think that. <laughs> Not that like the but you, know, so you tell her better. you tell her what you meant. I don't know. <laughs> even though the whole bicep thing that they were doing on uh, Good Morning Football isn't even that much better, but goddamn, that's hilarious. We, I think that's a sign that we should wrap up soon. Uh, it, it, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need to get out of here before I say something stupid. Right <laughs> again, again. Anything else on the docket for you going to this game or uh, rest of season? Uh no, uh it's 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 kind of going to be an interesting stretch whether whether the playoff chances are real or not, which they're not. Um, it's definitely going to be uh it's still a fun season to watch. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm here for the crazy comebacks. I'm here for Will Levis and his rippling biceps, and uh, <laughs> how how it gives you the the fizzy feeling uh, down below. Yeah, man, I'm just I'm excited to see how this Houston game plays out, and I want to lap up all the alligator tears from JJ Watt when he's on his pregame bitching about how the Titans shouldn't be allowed to wear. Fuck off! It's our IP, not yours. Get the fuck out of here. Go wear your Letterman jacket somewhere else. Yeah, you fucking dork. Yeah, dork. Alrighty, well, I think that will end things there. Uh, this has been another episode of Two Tone Brews. Please be sure to share us with friends, family, Titans friend, Titans fans. Uh, be sure to go down to the show links where you can see their links to our Spotify playlist and the songs that we play within the episode. We will see you next week with our reaction breakdown to the Texans game. See you later. Bye bye. Adios. <laughs>